Welcome back, everyone, to another exciting episode. Episode 25, our 25th episode Yay! of the Faith Awakens podcast here at St. Ambrose University. I am your uh, friendly university chaplain, Father Tom Hennon, and joined as I am each week by our guest, or by, not by our guest, by my <laughs> co-host. Everyone's favorite student, Megan Grady. Agreed. Everyone's yes, favorite everyone. student. We asked everyone, and they said me. No. I want to see the data. I want to see the the numbers. No, you don't. Okay. But there's like a couple. Um, So good to have you back. And we are excited on this 25th episode of The Faith Awakens to have a very special guest with us uh, this week. And that is Ryan Sadler, who is uh, our Associate Vice President for Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion here on campus. Also a proud alum of St. Ambrose University, class of 95. And um, so we want to pick up again a conversation that we've had on this show a little bit. Um, but before we get to that, just introduce yourself a little bit more, Ryan. And uh, yeah, what are, you, what are you interested in? Yeah, no, well, proud alum of St. Ambrose, and I've been here since uh, January of 96, working uh, full-time and, and um, got my graduate degree in, in post-secondary disability services okay. and education degree as well. And, um, you know, I, I spent most of my time here working with individual students with disabilities and, and had the opportunity mm-hmm. to, to coach uh, football for a few years and for most of my time in my coaching career, coaching track and field uh, here at St. Ambrose. Um, it's been, you know, this has been a wonderful opportunity for me mm-hmm. in my life. Um, I, I think right place, right time. So and, you went pretty much from being a student right into working here. Oh, I did. And <laughs> and you've been here since? And I've been here ever since. Oh yes. my goodness. So, so I've been you're, you're I've been at St. Ambrose lifer. since since 1991. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Um, wow. That's awesome. That is cool. Yeah. That is cool. But yeah. that's I mean that speaks to this place too. I mean it's It does. Yeah. It does. Um I knew uh, I I I didn't know coming in that I wanted to be in higher ed, but once I started working i knew i wanted to continue on in higher ed yeah. um, didn't know what in what capacity but again right place right time and opportunities kind of were 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 there for me i i say opportunities i say i was blessed to mm-hmm. have people who were i think god put in place for me yeah um to be there and the vp position is still relatively new is it a year yeah so way, I, i'm i'm uh 13 months in okay if, if, if we're counting right. that way yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> So, and so far, so good. So far, so good. You know, uh, it's it, it, it was something that was really asked for. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't anything I was particularly asking for, but it was something that was asked for because of some of the issues that we've had on yeah. campus in recent years uh, by both our, our faculty um, and our, our students mm-hmm. that were asking for a little. Um, more time for for someone working in diversity, equity, and inclusion uh, closer to the cabinet. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Well, yeah, I think if we're going to talk the talk around here sure. about this being important to us, which we do and we like to do, and that's good, we need to we need to walk the walk, too. We need someone in that position that's going to make sure this is really an important thing for us. So I think there's some real wisdom in creating that, yes. that, uh, that position. Do you feel like the things you did prior to that prepared you well for this position as VP for DEI? I, I do. I think, again, my training um, has pretty much been in the realm of working with individuals with, with disabilities and primarily adults. And so yeah. um, 18 year old adults. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so 
I parallel a lot of the things that I take from seeing a person and not the disability to yeah. the inclusion work of diversity, uh, yeah. whether it, whether it's race or sexual orientation or gender mm-hmm. um, or age or political affiliation. Mm-hmm. We, we can't let those things get in the way of the fact that we're still working with uh, trying in educating or working side by side with a human being. Yeah. Uh, someone created in, in God's image. And so I've been able to parallel a lot yeah. of the things that I've learned and how I work with students with disabilities. Yeah. Um, you know, we, we say in our world, you see one person with Asperger's, you've seen one person with Asperger's. Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. I wish that we looked at that in the mm-hmm. same way when we looked at race. Yeah. Um, that we don't make these overall grandiose judgments yep. on a whole race of people, a whole class of people simply because mm-hmm. of the acts of a small group or an individual. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this actually leads perfectly into what we really want to talk to you about today. And that is we want to keep this conversation going, uh, that, uh, has been happening, not just for the last four months, but maybe especially in the last four months since the killing of George Floyd, uh, who is, only one among sadly many uh, that have um, been killed in these kind of incidents that are racially motivated, or at least where that's in the background, or if it's directly there. And, you know, one of the things that Meg and I, when we were doing this podcast in the spring, especially when all of this was starting to happen, like we kind of decided we don't want to just do one show on this and just kind of leave it alone. And okay, we've touched that base, but keep the conversation going. And I imagine that's also your challenge uh, this year going into the school year. So maybe talk a little bit about uh, where we're at four months after a a lot of, a lot of that unrest and, and, and righteous anger over that incident and other incidences. Um, And then kind of how are we as a university maybe pushing that, that conversation forward? Yeah. So if I could talk a little bit about myself in terms because I, 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 you know, it's this transformation piece that this this particular George Floyd event and that, you know, I think people want to take that as as George Floyd to that that situation. But it was really it was so it was Breonna Taylor. It was yeah. it mm-hmm. was Aubrey. It, it was a lot of things that had happened at, at that time period. Mm-hmm. Um and the fact that we were already in a in a in a state of of, of quarantine as a country, yeah. isolated one from another, and in many ways, um, and so the emotions, the raw emotions in me as a human being, as a person, were mm-hmm. they were real and they were tough, and I was not in a position to do anything uh, in responding like as a as a, a as a associate VP for diversity, equity, inclusion to the campus. And so it mm-hmm. took me a while really to frame my brain and my mind around um, a statement that I wanted to make to campus to kind of see where, where I personally was. And I felt the need that I needed to do that um, in, in my role. Um, but that, that took a while. And in talking to colleagues at other institutions and, and, and other industries and friends and family that are, that are black, mm-hmm. uh, men and women, we, we were pretty much consistent, like, boy, just numb. Um, you know, this is what we've experienced this summer really reminded me of what we experienced as a country um, in 1968. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a that was a tough, tough year, election year as well. And um, a lot of death. Uh, and uh, there was this, this civil unrest um, in that year as well. And so we experienced some of that this this year and so it, it, you know just where 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 are we going to go and it's 2020 and we're still having these issues yeah. Yeah. uh so 
I think as a country, as um, we we were ex- we were down, and, and if I could say even um, uh, maybe at some at some level, some were were just depressed yeah. um, at at the fact that this is where we are, and yeah. it didn't matter a race. And then there was this this season of frustration um, as we moved from from fear and we moved in frustration, um, and the frustration came when the rebuttals came, and they came kind of pretty quick to judging the life mm. of this human being, George mm-hmm. Floyd. Yeah. And, and, and so that was a, a tough piece. So you're, you're putting the, the, the life in which, which of us, you know, as, as mm-hmm. Jesus drew the line in the sand yeah. there, yeah. you know, yeah. which was uh, whatever he drew in the sand, in the ground, we don't know, um, you know, cast the first stone, go ahead. And, and, and the people disperse, we're not dispersing. Yeah. And so that level of frustration, it, it gets deeper and deeper because we are getting further and further divided as a country over the simple issue of Black Lives Matter. And we, we move into this piece of, so now we're debating on the organization versus the very essence of what Black Lives Matter. Yeah. And so I, I had this thought that, you know, and, and I don't know if it changes for people, if I say Black Life Matters, hmm to disassociate from the organization. Yeah. yeah. So what if I start saying black life matters? Does that does that make you feel any better as a human being to say would you say that with me? Um <laughs> that's really interesting. I had yeah. Yeah, there are there are certain people that the 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 statement is is for for them so associated yes. with the organization that they cannot yes. separate the two, and so when you say the statement, they think you are kind of lock, stock, and barrel taking yes. everything that that mm-hmm. organization is about, and they might not be about all of the same right. things. So, yeah, um, well, and uh, you know, even my own wrestling with this in the last few months, I'll 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 be very transparent here. Probably prior to George Floyd's killing, and honestly, watching that video. Mm-hmm. I could have easily seen myself taking some issue with that statement too, or being sure. one of one of those people that would say, "Well, yes, of course they do, and so do all lives," you know, yes. which is the kind of rebuttal that yes. uh, you know it's often met with. Yes, and then flipping on that and changing that, and realizing, no, I think it's important that we say this, and it's not that these other lives don't matter, but history has kind of thrust this in our face again, yes. and we're still dealing with this. Yeah. Um, in t- 2020, yeah. you know, in the same way that, and I, I used this in one of my homilies that we did here on the radio during this whole pandemic things, you know, in the Catholic tradition, we've never had any problem saying unborn lives matter yes, and not to the exclusion of yes. other lives, mm-hmm. but that's right. like a cause that, you know, we, right. we're, we're very behind and kind oh, of use. Sure. And so I, so my brain started to put these things together a little bit myself as mm-hmm. I was wrestling with it. And so I'm in a very different place now than I was even four months ago, I'd have to say. I think a lot of America is in, mm-hmm. in that in that sense. When you look at that that video, I believe it's yeah. eight minutes, 46 seconds, you look at that video and it's in, in, ingrained in you that, boy, this is a life that this another human being really did not have value for, mm-hmm. um, irregardless of the crime. Mm-hmm. That that we that that may be committed, mm-hmm. um, and and the disappointment I guess comes when you you see the information, the data, and the stories of individuals who may have a larger uh, record mm-hmm. uh, and done a lesser crime, mm-hmm. <laughs> or or more 
a harsh crime, but get off, I should say, mm-hmm. and and still have breath in their body and can yeah. live to see another day and and able to go through our justice system. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I think at the end of the day, and I, in fact, we would call it an injustice <laughs> when they are, you know, when someone yes. acts as judge, jury, and executioner. That's right. You know. Um, so that, that layer of, of race absolutely enters in because, um, you have people saying, well, you know, he had it coming. What? Because of Mm. the color of his skin, (laughs) he had it coming. Or would you say that of, uh, of a white man who frankly had the same record or was doing the same thing or worse Exactly. if they were Mm. met with that kind of, you know, false justice, right? You know? Yes. Yeah. and and that's where we and that's where that frustration comes yeah. and the and the reality and the fear right of when these conversations one feels like they have to have mm-hmm. with their offspring yeah. um and with yeah. their loved ones and another group of people who does not do not feel like they have to have it not that it you know that uh, a white father or mother does not have these conversations because mm-hmm. i've heard of individuals who do and that's mm-hmm. great mm-hmm. um and, and then it pins us against the police and mm-hmm. God bless our police officers who are, you know, who are risking their lives, of course. And, mm-hmm. and they, they make tough decisions. Yeah. Um, God bless them. Um, I think it's in any profession, though, those mm-hmm. who take advantage and abuse a system um, or their privilege, yeah. their rights. That's where we have problems because mm-hmm. the, the same issues are happening with black officers shooting and killing black citizens. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, and, and so it's, again, I think we muddy the waters when, we, when we, we've done so much, we've pinned each other against one another yeah. that we can't even sit down and have civil conversations mm-hmm. yeah. um, anymore. Yeah. <laughs> it's tough. Well, and yeah, with the police issue, that's, uh, we, we had Grant Tejan on um, mm. the show too and kind of talking about some of those issues and uh, thinking a little bit more about that even since we had him on and thinking and it's not any different in other institutions where what is your primary motivation in seeking this position out or how does that motivation change over the years of your service and and if it starts to gravitate toward power that yes. you want yeah. power yes that's a problem you know yes. when when but when you approach that and especially as 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 a police officer, as uh, this is a this is a place of service. This is, I, I'm of service to my community. Yes. That's a very different attitude, yes. you know. Um, and how do we culturally kind of work on that within those within those departments and things? So, lots and lots of layers, obviously, <laughs> to all of this. I do want to get uh, Megan your input and questions. <laughs> yeah, I've just uh, been I, sitting over here listening to all of you talk. Um, yeah, it's it's interesting being. I think. A young person in in 2020 um especially uh amidst all the pandemic and um and i think there's this um when we had lenny on the show we were talking about um the stuff people have been posting on social media um and just the idea of like performative action versus uh what are you really doing when you shut your phone off and um so i think there is like we talked about how social media in some aspects is good. We like, I think it's, it's good to, there's a lot of good resources out there. Um, and thankfully we have like easy access to some of that. Um, but it's also important to like, uh, be working on, um, these issues outside of that. And what are you doing? Like self-reflecting, um, the police issue is it's, 
I, I, I don't really understand like how people hear Black Lives Matter and then automatically fire back with Blue Lives Matter. Mm. I don't really get that mm. concept sure. at all. Mm. Um, but I've seen a lot of that lately. Facebook, I need to just not be on it anymore. Um. I was reading this thing about how all these celebrities are doing these like Facebook uh, boycotts or social media boycotts. Like, I am way ahead of the curve. I, good I've one. Been doing, I was doing this before like, it was cool, people. Yes, just letting you know, yes, yes. actually just out of lack of interest in that kind of thing yeah. generally. But yeah. So yeah, just, yeah. It, there's good stuff on there. I, I People post things that yes. I don't agree with, but people post things that I'm like, wow, that's really interesting. I'm going to click on that and read about that. Um, I've also noticed, I guess this is maybe like the history student coming out on me. People need to check their sources before yes. they post. Um, I thought that was an easy like concept to grasp, especially uh, going through school. I'm pretty sure um, in eighth grade, I learned that checking your sources is important mm -hmm. and you shouldn't use maybe .net or um, <laughs> Yeah, dot dot uh go, like I don't know dot org like yes. so I've I've been angered at a lot of that because my some of my relatives and um my friends' parents have been posting things from just crazy sites. I'm like, how do you think that's real? Even yeah. the headline is just ridiculous. So um yeah, I don't know. That's a whole another layer of this too. Is just how do we have these conversations when we're working with information that is fed to us with algorithms or that is blatantly false in some yeah. cases and you know so because you you come into a conversation knowing what you think you know and yes yes so that's yeah, well Meg, you bring up a couple really yeah really good points and first I, i'll say on the social media side of the house and information that that's that's being dumped into us. Like we're all a product. I mean, we're we're, we're kind of dump trucks sometimes, and we need yeah uh, we need a place to dump it. And if we don't have a place to dump the garbage that we hear or that that comes into our lives on a daily basis, I mean, it's it's every day. Mm -hmm. um, if we don't have a place to dump, then it, we're going to retain it. And we know what happens when we when our body retains waste, it it it, it kills us. Yeah. Mm. I mean, so some of us are slowly dying because of the waste that we have in our bodies, and it and so we're not. We're not moving and progressing, mm -hmm. um, and it takes up space. So we're not even looking at another ob um, objective view of the matter. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. And so I've said this thing for years. I grew up in a house where um, we never, I, I don't remember until I was probably in college maybe, having a filet fish mm. without the bones in it. So I ate the fish. And we had to know how to spit out the bones, mm -hmm. and we had something like bread or something like that to eat, just in case a bone, you know, so we could pass through our, our, yeah. our, mm -hmm. our throat. We need to learn how to eat the fish and spit out the bones a little better in this society. Mm -hmm. um, I think the issue is what is bone and what is fish becomes a challenge yeah. when you get to the next point that that you talk about in terms of our history. Mm -hmm. When we when we look at the history that all of us have been taught. Uh, it was missing some yes. significant pieces. Yes. Mm -hmm. And it was intentionally missing pieces. Yes. Mm -hmm. And so now when you go back, I think um, as an educator, I don't care what level of education you're at, if it's K through 12 or post-secondary, I think there is there should be this due diligence that you feel to to seek out the the, the, the entire picture as mm -hmm. much as we can. A lot more of that information is, is relevant and available to us. Mm -hmm. um, 
And so I think that is a challenge. We, we're operating on data that has been put into us. And I'll say, I'll say garbage because it's half true. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, a half truth is a lie. I think Dr. King said that. Mm-hmm. And so we need to really look at what is, what is truth then? What is the truth? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and that is when you listen. And I don't necessarily boycott Facebook personally. Mm-hmm. Um, I scroll through some things and I just fail to comment on some things. I'll post some things and I fail to comment to those who comment, honestly, mm-hmm. uh, because it's not worth my time. And it, yeah. nor is it worth me feeling anxious over something that someone posts that is an error. So I'm not, I'm not going to fall into a Facebook argument with anyone. I'd rather sit down face to face. Yeah. with the yeah. person and have a conversation. I agree. If we do that, we realize we will realize that we're more alike than different. Mm-hmm. And the differences that we have, we could probably come to some agreement mm-hmm. <laughs> there yeah. that uh, will still allow us to be able to, uh, well, we, weren't, we aren't shaking hands in the midst of a pandemic, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah. to be cordial to one another, I'll yeah. say. Yeah, yeah. So, that's a good point. So where, you know, do you think we need to go in terms of the, especially the university having sat and wrestled and conversed and, you know, we're still obviously yes. wanting to keep that going. And there are through the, the where SAU yes. initiative mm-hmm. and things like that, promoting that. But I'm kind of wondering like, what's, what's the next step or are we even ready for that yet? Or do we still need to be kind of in this gestational period a little bit where we're still working on our own minds and hearts a little bit what's what's the next piece do you think i think we're at multiple stages right yeah. i think we have individuals who are um ignorant to and ignorant not necessarily a, a negative thing ignorant to what the situation and the issues really are yeah mm-hmm. um still struggle with saying black lives matter and disassociating it with the organization mm-hmm. um uh, I think there are a lot of people who are who, who struggle there with with some basic elements on what's really going on in our society mm-hmm. and trying to grasp that and and really fill out what is their opinion their take uh, where where do they land on this? Yeah. Uh, but on the other side, there are individuals who are um, enlightened and ready to to you know put the plow in the ground and start tilling up and digging up yeah. the earth, right? Yeah. And, and moving and shaking um, to this in- institutional structural change, you know, this two feet of justice that, that mm-hmm. Father Madi kind of talked about there, right? And, and, and really get down and look at institutional structural changes, mm-hmm. not just St. Ambrose Institution, but institutional in terms of systems, whether it's our criminal justice system, our, our uh, education system, mm-hmm. uh, whatever the system may be. And really look at policy. And so we're at that point right now, the university, we're, we're, we're actually on the early stages of looking at policy. Yeah. And to seeing both academic and non-academic policies that may have bias and not just anti-racist pieces, but just but bias in, in and of itself. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, whether it's bias towards females or looking at gender and, and sexual orientation mm-hmm. uh, and, and of course race. So we're, so we're, we're, we're at the beginning stages of trying to strategize how are we going to do this in a strategic way. Yeah. Um, even to the point of academics, uh, faculty looking at, there's a session coming up in December after classes are over that our faculty will be asked to go to of, of looking at how they they write their syllabus and what policies and are in your syllabus yeah. that can be changed. Mm-hmm. So I think a lot of it will also be at that, those individual le- levels, yes. you know, um, and I think we, 
we had club fest this last week and i and mm -hmm. i was talking a little bit with some of our leaders for like ambrosians for peace and justice yes i think there's more interest this year than in previous years and i would think there would be because these again these issues have been kind of put in our face in a way that we we can't ignore and and so people are then starting to ask the question what's my place in this how yes. how can i be a part of the problem or the part of the solution yes. instead of part, part of the problem mm -hmm. and so yeah it, it might not there will be some kind of maybe sweeping institutional things that we yes. do there will be initiatives that we try to put in place there will be conversations we're still having to have and forums and different things like that but i think you know and that's that's good, you know, subsidiarity, dealing with these kind of things at the smallest level yes. too, where the individual says, I, there's an onus on me to yes. do something, yeah. to say yeah. something, to, to act. Yeah. yeah, and I think the town, I went to the town hall uh, yes. via WebEx and it was a great setup, I, by the way, I wanna say. <laughs> I know you're trying to work the kinks out at the beginning, yeah. but it was it was great, like, um, because I'm still not comfortable being in huge crowds. Yes. Um, so I think, um, the resources and the opportunities are there. It's just for students to take them and want to take them. Yeah. yeah, there has to be the desire to to, to learn and, mm -hmm. and to have our, our world view, if I could say that word, our world views challenged. Mm -hmm. uh, we all have them, whether we know it or not. We have this view of the world and it's based on the data and the, and the assumptions that we make off of that data and, and so forth. And so we present ourselves in a certain way. Mm -hmm. And um, I mean, even to the point where uh, the fact that as a as a as a black man that to to walk down the sidewalk I'm 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 two generations away from having to step off of the sidewalk to walk into the street mm -hmm. I want to make sure everybody understands I'm two generations away from having to walk in the street uh, because I couldn't walk on the same sidewalk as a as a white person yeah. right so my yeah. my mom and grandfather tell me of those stories yeah and so uh, so. To have that that sense of understanding and to to be sensitive to the fact that when I'm walking down the street and whether it's a white lady or white man, they they, they clench their belongings or hmm. move further, whether they do it intentionally or not, psychologically, it's in my head yeah. Yeah. that yeah. why they're doing is because I'm black. Yeah. So uh, so I think that we, we need to make sure that we understand that we're still dealing with some things on, a, on an individual, yeah. personal level. Um, but, and I think this is where it's going to have to start. And we need to start having these conversations with individuals. And I hope the town hall opened up the opportunity for all of us to begin to say, Oh, I could, I could talk to this person about this, mm -hmm. or I could go, maybe I will go to that where SAU, uh, WebEx event and, and just listen. And maybe I will chime in at some point as well. Yeah. That's what we want to create an environment. Uh, where else than St. Ambrose in a higher ed institution mm -hmm. should you be able to have conversations where you're discovering where you land on issues of life? Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, so that's what that's what our desire is. Yeah, mm -hmm. we can talk about these difficult things, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and these conversations are more difficult for some than others. Yeah, <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah. And I I uh, I appreciated a lot of the material that has been coming out through where SAU either articles mm -hmm. or yeah. YouTube videos to watch and things like that there's there's plenty of good content out there right yes. there out there so getting people uh you know engaged with that i think is important i think you know another element of this that i think a lot about obviously as a as chaplain is like the spiritual component of this yes. and that and in fact that's it's almost a safer way to approach it because it is intentionally non-political because yes. i'm not talking about you know 
politics and structures and laws and things like that. I'm talking about your heart. You know, I'm talking yes. about the conversion of the human heart. Yes. You know, on an individual and then as a as a as a, on a societal basis. You know, um, yes. how that works itself out. And so engaging these conversations too, from who we are as Ambrosians, as a diocesan Catholic liberal arts university, and how yeah. we approach some of these questions. Uh, and don't shy away from that element Correct. of faith in that Correct. discussion either. So, yeah, I, I really, really neat. I think so. Not being a, a, a Catholic myself, and uh, but but studying um, the history of of racism and race, mm -hmm. I should say, race in and of itself in the Catholic Church, mm -hmm. and not necessarily racism, but race. And in 1979, the bro uh, brothers and sisters, us, I mean, the Catholic. U.S. bishops clearly stated mm -hmm. that racism is is a sin, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. so there is un unequivocally it is it's denoted as as that. And I think mm -hmm. we need to start there mm. um, when individuals try to deny that racism exists, yeah. or you know, you know, it really makes a person real, really feel small when you try to, when you belittle them to the point to say you didn't really experience that. Yeah, <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah, um, and that's what you're saying when yeah. you say that racism doesn't exist or you know in in the classroom or wherever it may be but i think for spirit the spiritual sense that's a great place to start mm -hmm. um with this and end with it as well mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um because you're right it, it 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 does not bend you towards being um political you mm -hmm. you are very apolitical on that it's mm -hmm. it's spiritual i mean this is this is somewhat Theology and not yeah. our, our, our system of This is about, either. you know, theological anthropology, who we yes. believe the human person to be, made yes. in the image and likeness of God. Yes. And, and, and understanding, yeah, the, what, what we're created for mm -hmm. and when we are most our, our you know, our authentic self yes. and th mm -hmm. those kind of questions that can be brought into it and, mm -hmm. and I think are important. And I think, too, on, you know, the, the, the you know, we have some very, you know, kind of stellar examples in, in the Catholic tradition. We have some excellent documents. I think the mm -hmm. temptation for us as Catholics, though, is to become kind of complacent and say, oh, we've, we've said some sure. good things here and there. We've had our, sure. we've had our shining examples, and, and okay, but then sometimes we can give ourselves a pass on that harder work, Yes, uh, which is yes. where have we not lived this out mm -hmm. yeah. perfectly uh, yet in our in our tradition so yeah. and there's plenty of examples of that still that we're wrestling yeah. with so and, and not just the catholic church i yeah. think as as saint ambrose's institution but i think just many institutions entities organizations should probably take a deep dive look into yeah. uh, their mm -hmm. own souls with that yeah as mm -hmm. as a as an organization but then as my football coach used to say so it's it's gender bias right it's to a man mm -hmm. um we we win games by playing assignment football to mm -hmm. a man. And so I say to an individual, mm -hmm. are we going to do our assignments mm -hmm. uh, to an individual? I think we can come out of this, but we have to all trust and believe yeah. um, that we can. Yeah. <laughs> and, we, and, and then understand that I have a role to play. And, and that was, again, dynamic in that, in that document was it, it really put an onus on the fact that the, the Catholic Church had a role to play mm -hmm. in the sins of racism in America mm -hmm. and has a role to play in getting us out of the the, yeah. the deep sins of racism yeah. in America. Mm -hmm. And we can't ever forget until we, we get to that day and that, that uh, we are, our, are truly our brothers and our sister's keeper. Mm -hmm. um, 
uh, and we have this uh, again, this Dr. King community, our beloved community. Mm-hmm. Um, what what uh, a vision, mm-hmm. right? Uh, that that we could think of. Until we get there, we we yeah. we have to work to get there. And once we do get there, and I believe we can, mm-hmm. yeah, we will have to continue to work to stay there. To stay there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and and that's love, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Isn't that yeah. love? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I'm thinking of this in the context of the pandemic too. It's like we're, we're, we fight we fight this battle to a person, right? You know, that's right. and um, so we. I mean, I think we can use the lessons that that uh, you know we're having to learn in this pandemic and apply them in in this way toward this what I would call a kind of a, a spiritual disease, you yes. know, um, mm-hmm. of the heart, which yes. is racism. Right? Mm-hmm. Yes, it is. So yeah, you definitely can parallel that and. Yeah. and um, even as I'm talking, I think I could say the same thing about us coming out of this pandemic. You know, we're wearing our masks, you know, and, mm-hmm. and we're washing our hands and, we're, you know, looking we're, out we're for socially distancing yeah. and we're, we're doing the right things. We're going to come out of this. I believe yeah. it. Yeah. Um, but we have to do it together. Yeah. Yeah. And there's there's inevitably some pain in the midst of it, you know, oh, and that's sure. Mm-hmm. That's part of it, too, is just, I think, uh, some for of the sure. inevitable growing pains that along with this but but if we never had those yeah. those moments of pain and growth we, we we wouldn't know how to appreciate uh the good times yeah you know we wouldn't know to appreciate the sun rising in the morning if we didn't have a night where the moon just wasn't even shining yeah you know and many of us have had those nights where yeah. it just felt ugh. yet the sun comes up yeah there was some lyric in a song <laughs> that was on the radio the other day i heard night. it was like some folk song but it was saying that it wouldn't be oasis without the spaces between, you know, basically. Yes. Mm, that's <laughs> like, I hadn't thought of that, you know. <laughs> that's a well, good one. <laughs> well, you appreciate the oasis when you get there. You sure do. Uh, well, and, and you don't always know when it's going to come. Just yeah. this week on Monday was the in the Catholic Church, the feast of the, the what they call the exaltation of the Holy Cross. And like, you know, that's kind of a bleak thing. We're going we're gonna to celebrate the cross. Well, except that we know it doesn't end there, right? We know <laughs> right. it ends with the resurrection. <laughs> yeah. But we also know we can't just like neatly package and carve this piece off and say, oh, let's not... You know, let's not bother with the cross part. Let's just, you know, it's, it's like any significant Christian growth passes through the cross. Yes. And that is hard to hear and hard, harder to live. But it is. Um, but it's true, I think. Yeah. And, and when we have to bear our own yeah. cross. Yeah. So that's that is yeah. that's our reality, though. Right. It's, yeah. Well, this has been great to have you on. And um by all means, let's keep this conversation going. As we have said before, I know I think we're uh, going to bring a student on next week. Um, mm-hmm. Yasmin Toto from uh, BSU has mm-hmm. said she could probably be our guest, so I'm hoping that'll work out. Yay. We'll have her on, <laughs> um, and then just like I say, we got we're we're still early in this in this school year, um, and we got our work laid out for us. But I share your hopeful spirit that Good. we can do this, yes. and uh, let's keep moving forward. Well, well, Father Tom and Meg, I thank you guys for for the conversation and carrying on the conversation. And, and I, and I just believe that you all are both carrying on more than for the podcast, but even in the lives of those that you associate with, um, at this university and then not even at this university. Mm-hmm. I think that's where it's going to take. So thank you for this opportunity and thank you for the work that you're doing as well. It, it, like I said, it takes all of us. So appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks for coming on. Absolutely. You're gonna teach me how to high jump this season, right? I love it. Yes. Oh Let's yes. Do it. <laughs> I'm a distance runner, but I'm gonna be a high jumper, Coach Jansen. There's nothing scarier to me than like I'm gonna run at full speed at this bar, and then I'm gonna turn myself around and throw myself backwards over it. 
Like, yeah. I'm just asking for a head injury. You didn't take any physics physics classes, did you? <sighs> I took some, but I wasn't very good at it. Okay. All admit, well, so. I mean, coach has <laughs> seen my knee lift, so I don't think... Uh, He's gonna have a lot of work ahead of him. I had a very short career as a hurdler in eighth grade. I was uh, I ran hurdles in eighth grade, and they were the short hurdles. I was fine. It was great, you know. But then, and I ran like the fifty meter shuttle hurdle, and so that yes. was you know. But then yes. they put me in the I think it was like two hundred meter hurdle. Uh huh. So I okay passed the first one fine. I grazed the second one. I pretty well hit the third one. By the fourth one, like. I, I'm just walking around this thing. <laughs> I'm going to hit this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was bad. I, I, never did, I never did hurdles because me growing up in, in middle school, we were running on a cender track. And oh, I, and I didn't. No I, way. And I saw someone fall. and Nope. That'd no, be it for me. It'd be yeah, like, I quit. Hurdles wasn't my, no. At least high jump has a nice cushion. That's right. You know, right there. Not if you headbutt the bar. I've done that before. Oh, ouch. Yeah. It's just, just a bar, fiberglass. Oh, well. You know, gotta take Hurt my pride more than anything. Yes. yes. <laughs> All right, Ryan, thank you so much for being on the show. And Meg, I'll let you bring us home as always. Okay. May the faith be with you. And with your spirit. Have a good week, everyone. <laughs>